it's Friday evening and a very warm welcome to you to the program As the Sun Sets. My name is Father Emil and it's lovely to be with you again every evening at this time as we pray the evening prayer of the church and have a short reflection on the gospel reading of the day. So a very warm welcome. I'm not sure what you're doing. Maybe you're sitting at home now waiting for the program to begin or you're driving home in the thick of traffic. Well, whatever it is, thank you for joining me on Radio Veritas. I love Fridays, and uh, it's always one looks forward to a nice long weekend. Of course, this weekend I'm going to be having my birthday bash with all the gogos and the and the mkulus, all the senior citizens who listen to Radio Veritas. That's going to be on on Saturday. That's tomorrow, and then on Sunday I've got a well several hours with the Culping Society at the AGM. So there it is. A bit of a busy weekend for me, but lovely to be with you as the sun sets. Let's ask the Lord to be with us. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. This is the story of a man who lay counting the days from a hospital bed as his life slipped away. But then one morning, a man came and sat by his bed. It was old Father Murphy, and this is what he said. I bring you this fruit for the journey. Get ready 
very next day, when the angel came to take him away, the man knew right then he'd see Jesus that day. Where are you going? Said the angel. There is nothing to fear. The man said, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got everything. The Lord saved my soul from the power of death. Alleluia. Psalm 114, a psalm of thanksgiving. I love the Lord, for he has heard the cry of my appeal. For he turned his ear to me in the day when I called him. They surrounded me, the snares of death, with the anguish of the tomb. They caught me, sorrow and distress. I called on the Lord's name, O Lord my God, deliver me. How gracious is the Lord and just, our God has compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearts, I was helpless, so he saved me. Turn back my soul to your rest, for the Lord has been good. He has kept my soul from death and my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. I will walk in the presence of the Lord in the land of the living. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord saved my soul from the power of death. Alleluia. The Lord protected his people as the apple of his eye. Alleluia. Psalm 120, God, the protector of his people. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall come my help? My help shall come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. May he never allow you to stumble. Let him sleep not, your God. No, he sleeps not, nor slumbers, Israel's God. 
The Lord is your guard and your shade. At your right side he stands. By day the sun shall not smite you, nor the moon in the night. The Lord will guard you from evil. He will guard your soul. The Lord will guard your going and coming, both now and forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord protected his people as the apple of his eye. Alleluia. The Lord is my strength and protection. He is my salvation. Alleluia. Great and wonderful are your, are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord? For you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord is my strength and protection. He is my salvation. Alleluia. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to John, chapter 6, verses 1 to, 6 to 15. Jesus went off to the other side of the Sea of, of Galilee, or of Tiberias, and a large crowd followed him, impressed by the signs he gave by curing the sick. Jesus climbed the hillside, and he sat down there with his disciples, shortly before the Jewish feast of Passover. And looking up, Jesus saw the crowds approaching, and he said to Philip, Where can we buy some bread for these people to eat? And he only said this to test Philip. He himself knew exactly what he was going to do. And Philip answered, Two hundred denarii would only buy enough to give them a small piece each. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter brothers, Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a small boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what is that between so many? And Jesus said to them, Well, make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass there. And as many as 5,000 men sat down. And then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and gave them out to all who were sitting ready. And he then did the same with the fish, giving out as much as they wanted. 
And when they had eaten enough, he said to the disciples, Now pick up the pieces left over so that nothing gets wasted. So they picked them up and they filled twelve hampers with scraps left over from the meal of five barley loaves. Well, the people, seeing this sign that he had given, said, This really is the prophet who is come into the world. And Jesus, who could see they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, escaped back to the hills by himself. I think at the end of the first century, when this story was being told by John, the people listening would have had a real, a really good idea about the background to the story, because it's a story which is really a reflection, almost a mirror reflection of Moses. Notice that it's all happening at the Passover, just before the Passover. So it refers back to the Passover of Moses leading the people to freedom through the desert. And it's Moses who led the people from slavery to freedom. It's Jesus who's going to be leading his people now from slavery to sin to freedom and forgiveness and compassion. The whole story is about Jesus having compassion on the people. And it's the story of Moses who led the crowds, Moses who gave them food to eat, Jesus, who again has 5,000 men, thousands of people following him, and he gives them food. So it's a beautiful parallel between Moses and what Moses was doing in the desert and what Jesus is doing here on the mountainside. Moses, too, on the mountain, Jesus on the mountainside. And so it's Jesus saying to the crowds through his disciples, give them something to eat yourselves. Of course, Philip thinks, first of all, if we're going to get something for these people to eat, we have to go to the shops. If we go to the shops, 200 denarii is hardly going to give any of these people enough to eat. And so Jesus says, well, what are we going to do? And then Andrew, very practical man, Andrew, and he says, well, this little boy here, he's got the proportion, or he's got the, the portion of food that is due to the poor in those days, a few barley loaves and a couple of fish. And so Jesus takes that, that, um, um, that portion of food for the, the marginalized, for the poor, and he takes this and he thanks God for it and he gives it out to the people around him and he gets everybody else to do the same. No doubt they all had some patkos with them as well. But the real miracle is the abundance, that when we share with one another, we have more than enough. The trouble is, unfortunately, especially in the world that we live in today, there are so many people who are poor, who are marginalized, who have nothing. Some of them have hardly a place to sleep, never mind having enough to eat. And there are others who have more than enough. And how prepared are we to be challenged as Jesus challenged those 5,000 people, as Jesus challenged the apostles closest to him, not to think in terms of going to the shop and buying food, but let's share with one another. 
And it's when we share with one another, with one another that we find we have more than enough for ourselves. In fact, here we see a great sign of the generosity of God. Twelve baskets full of scraps were, were left over. And so they, when the crowd see what has happened, they thought to themselves, wow. This really is the prophet come into the world. Let's take him and make him king. And Jesus slips away into the hills by himself because that's not what he wants. So it's a wonderful story about being in a situation where there isn't enough and Jesus saying, all right, let's sit down and let's be sensible about things now and let's see what we can do to share what we have. And he breaks the bread and he shares the bread with his disciples. And there are scripture scholars who say that the real miracle it's not that Jesus somehow miraculously multiplied hundreds of loaves of bread, so to speak. Sort of uh, in, in a Hollywood fashion, they would be bubbling out from baskets and so on. But rather the miracle of sharing. That people said, instead of saying, this is mine. That people said, let us share what we have with one another. And then we'll have enough to eat. And many scripture scholars say, well... That's the real miracle that we're encountering here, the miracle of sharing what we have with others. Is that so far-fetched? Can I challenge you today to say, if you've got more than enough, how much are you prepared to share what you have with those who have little or nothing? Or how much are you prepared to share with those who need a little help? And you see... I know myself. I would always say, mm, no, I haven't got anything. But we know we have. We have enough. But we're afraid or we're very, very reluctant to share what we have with others because of that basic feeling or that inclination in us of holding on to what we have and wanting more and more. It's that spirit of greed, of acquiring more and more. Is that very strange to us? I don't think so. I think it's very much like we see in Africa and how we see in our own country, of what we see in our own leaders, the bribery and the corruption, the grabbing more and more for ourselves and trying to justify that all the time. Jesus is challenging us in the gospel today. Let's look around and see who are the needy people in the world today. And how can we reach out to them in our own way, maybe a small way, but nevertheless a way of sharing so that we can share what we have with others and in that way bring them life, joy and happiness. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. They saw the Lord. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. By submitting to death and death on the cross, Jesus destroyed the power of hell. He has covered himself in glory by rising on the third day. Alleluia. 
My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. By submitting to death on the cross, he destroyed the power of hell. He has covered himself in glory by rising on the third day. Alleluia. Now let us pray to Christ, the fount of life and the source of virtue. Lord, restore your kingdom in the world. Jesus, our Savior, in the body you were put to death, in the spirit you were raised to life. Grant that we may die to sin and live in the power of your resurrection. You sent your disciples to proclaim throughout the world the gospel of salvation. May all who preach your word be alive with the Holy Spirit. You received all power in heaven and on earth to bear witness to the truth. Guide in the spirit of truth the plans of governments and rulers. And keep our eyes fixed on the new heaven and the new earth. Make us care more deeply for our world and its future. You descended into hell to bring the dead good news. Let the faithful departed come to you, their joy, their hope, and their glory. And today, Lord, we thank you for the new pastoral exhortation, apostolic exhortation that our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has released. We pray that it will be received with joy and be put into effect to bring people hope and happiness. And we thank you, Lord, for the work that has gone into this from around the world to make this document a possibility. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil by your will lord god your son underwent the agony of the cross to break the power of satan over man give your people grace to rise again with christ who lives and reigns with you and the holy spirit as god forever and ever amen and now may the blessing of almighty god the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. Stand for God and for His glory, the Lord supreme and Lord of all. Against His foe 
we raise the standard against the cross we hear his call strengthen our faith redeemer guard us when danger is near to you we pledge our life and service for God we live and God we die. To you we pledge our lives and service. For God we live and God we die. We stand for God, Jesus and Master. Has died to serve with love untold. His law divine and a truth unchanging. In this our land, the place must hold. Strengthen our faith, redeemer. God us when danger is near. To you we pledge our life and service. For God we live and God we die. To you we pledge our lives and service. For God we live and God we Stand for God, let us be loyal, with love proclaimed with every breath. To Christ our King and Lord of Lords, we will be faithful unto death. Strengthen our faith, redeem. great voice there of David Parks and We Stand for God. A favorite hymn, and I'm sure that if you're uh, in that tradition, you will certainly recall this hymn. A wonderful, wonderful hymn in which we pledge um, that we stand for God. Well, it's been lovely being with you for the last half hour. I trust we've prayed together. You've been inspired by the Psalms and the readings, and hopefully there was a word or two in what I said that might too have touched your heart. A lovely being with you again. And so for me, Father Emil, all I can say is have a super weekend, have a lovely rest, and I now look forward to our birthday bash tomorrow with all the uh, senior citizens who listen to Radio Veritas. And I want to thank very especially Tzidi Ramukhase, who makes this possible every year.
So from me, Father Emil, it's good night and God bless. <laughs>